Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Angel Face Magic Hour podcast. I'm your host, Grace Lannon. I'm a psychic medium, an energy healer, and I'm so excited about our episode today. So today we're having another amazing guest. Today we're going to have a conversation with Audrey Sloan Tate. She is a Miami-based medium, super powerful, interesting, funny, cool person. So I'm stoked to have her on and share our conversation with you. If you guys don't already follow Sloan, you should check out her Instagram. I love following her on Instagram um at medium sloan and i'll put all her information in the show notes so if you guys you can follow her you can buy her book and um go to her website check out her program check out her classes book a reading so i'll put all those details in the notes and before we get started with our episode today i wanted to tell you about an upcoming event i have so if you're listening to this the day the podcast airs, it's Thursday, hey. But um, this coming Saturday, which is the 18th, I have a free, F-R-E-E, free group healing event. So if you'd like to join me, I would love to have you if you hear this before Saturday. Um, so it's Saturday, September 18th. This is an online event over Zoom. Um, and this is a group healing event. If you've never been to a healing event or a group healing that I host, basically what we do is it's an hour and a half. So this class is from 5 to 6.30 p.m. We start with a meditation and some breath work. And then I go into Reiki and energy healing and send that out to everyone who is attending. So if you want to sign up, Again, this is free. If you want to sign up, I'll put the link to sign up in the show notes as well. Or you can go to my Instagram um, and the whole link in bio. There is a um, there is a link that says group healing event or something like that. You can click that to find it to sign up. So again, this is over Zoom, and if you can't come live or you hear this after Saturday, I will be recording this, and I'll be putting on my website. So if you want to receive um, some free Reiki, some healing, um, we're going to do some light language channeling, which I'm excited about. Please come. As of now, when I'm recording this, um, there's about, I think, eight or eight or nine spots still available if you want to attend live. I also, um, yeah, this is just a heads up. I host two meetup groups. Um, and that's kind of where I post all my workshops. So I consider workshops as like a one day thing, a few hours. So all that stuff is there. And then, um, if you want to know about my other classes, like my longer format classes, spirit school, Reiki classes, stuff like that, please sign up for my newsletter. You just have to go to my website and there'll be a pop-up. It's super easy. If you have questions, email me, 
grace at gracelandon.com. So before we get into our conversation with Sloan, let's just take a little pause from uh, for a word from our sponsor. I always feel like I'm on PBS when I say that, so I'm going to keep saying it, and I love you. Okay, bye. All right, y'all. So today we're going to be speaking with Audrey Sloan Tate, and I'm really excited about this conversation. So I met Sloan through friend of the podcast, through Lauren Unger. Um, Lauren was on the podcast a couple of episodes back, so you can check out that conversation. But yeah, I just started following um, Sloan on Instagram because I had worked with Lauren so much and they're best friends. So (laughs) I would see Sloan on Lauren's stories and stuff like that. And she would mention, oh, my friend who's a medium, my friend who's a medium. And eventually I started following Sloan. And yeah, I just love to follow her on Instagram. She is funny. She is smart. She's always posting interesting information. So I was just following her stories and just kind of seeing what she was about. And yeah, she's just someone I very much relate to, someone who talks fast and loud, but knows how to be quiet when um, the time is right and is a very good listener and is also a medium. So it's just someone that I relate to. And um, yeah, I was just following him for a while and I have this memory um, maybe two years ago, maybe a year ago. I don't know anymore. Like I really don't know. Um, Time has just moved so differently since the quarantine. I don't know about you guys. Um, But let's say some time ago, I remember I had done a past life regression class um with Asia so Asia spirit guide coach if you guys don't know her you should um she's another amazing medium I had done she does this fairly regularly um even maybe once a month she does like a sound healing event um and you go into past lives it's amazing highly recommend Um, but I had this memory pop up of like, somehow I was like a warrior or I know I was a woman in like Mongolia. Um, very interesting (laughs) life that I was starting to begin to gain memories from, um, through doing that class. And I remember watching Sloan's stories and she talked about like a dream or something she had. I can't remember the full context, so maybe she can and she can remind me. But um, she was talking about like a memory from um, Mongolia or like in a past life or in a dream or something like that. And I don't think that they were the same life or anything, but it just felt like a very interesting coincidence So I do remember DMing her about that and that kind of like, I feel like sparked um, a conversation. And then I do remember I went to a new moon event that she was doing um, and it was really powerful, very interesting. Um, So we did, she did group readings and uh, um, kind of did short readings for everyone in the group. That was really cool. And then I signed up, um, let's see, it was December, 
of 2020 and January 2021, so the beginning of this year, I signed up. I can't remember if it was two or three months that I did, but I signed up for her spiritual development circle. So we talk a little bit about that circle in our conversation today. But Sloan hosts a spiritual development circle where people can practice mediumship. And each week, you know, they do different exercises and everyone um, can both give and receive readings. It's very, it was very helpful. And for me, that was the first medium circle that I sat in. Um, And yeah, it was just so helpful, very profound for me. And I think it really opened a lot of doors for me. And now I'm doing um, my own circle, which is so cool. Um, And it was really helpful for me to see how other people work. We do talk about that um, in our conversation. But I just had a really um, great time getting to know Sloane in that class and getting to see how she teaches and getting to see like um how special the space that she was able to hold is and yeah other people that I had sat in the circle with you know I connected connect now through social media and I've just been able to meet some cool people through the group and so yeah she's just a really interesting person um and yeah, I was just so happy to have her on today. So if you guys don't already know Sloan, um, she wrote a book uh, last year and it is amazing. So you guys should buy her book. It's called The Guide to Afterlife Communication. Let's just double check on that. Yeah, A Guide to Afterlife Communication by Audrey Sloan Tate. How to Heal from Loss and Connect with Your Loved Ones on the Other Side. So this is a really helpful book for people who are curious about mediumship or perhaps someone you know and you love has recently passed away and you're just going through that grieving process and you need some help, some assistance, um, and some information to help you through that process. I think this book um, can be very helpful and she she makes it pretty easy for people to understand so it's not you don't need any experience to to uh read this book this is very i think uh helpful for beginners and for people who might be yeah going through some a hard time right now with grief with loss and yeah so sloan says um in our conversation she says something about like mediumship being able to bring evidence forward and so that's something I definitely learned a lot um while doing in uh while practicing in her circle was being able to provide that evidence like like getting the message isn't the hard part for me like I can get the message I can channel a message for you that's easy but being able to say, okay, who's the message from what information about this spirit can you bring forward so that someone can understand who is this coming from? Why am I hearing this? Why is this important? And that is something that I think is so special about what she does and with what other people do that are like evidence-based mediums is that they can provide that information. It's not just a story. It has 
a person, a feeling behind it. It has a truth behind it. It's not just words that are coming from the practitioner. You're channeling those words from a spirit, from a different um, point in time so that you're able to bring those messages forward to the person receiving, the, the sitter, the person getting the reading. So yeah, I'm just really grateful for Sloan for helping me strengthen my practice. And yeah, she's letting me do some readings on her. Like uh, last week we got to do, I'm doing something that I call the Celestial Journey. It's kind of like a past life regression thing. Um, And she's letting me practice on her. And so yeah, I'm just really grateful to have that support and have feedback and have someone who you can kind of like trust to tell you um, the truth. Yeah, she's like a very, I would say, blunt, upfront person. And I think that is really helpful in a teacher or a coach or a spiritual mentor. Someone that's not going to just tell you you did a good job. Is going to give you the reasons that 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 you could, how you can improve. And really allow you to be a better medium, a better person. So yeah, I'm really excited to have her on. We get into some interesting stuff about mediumship and mental health and um, Reiki. And yeah, so stay, hang out with us. And please check out Sloane's work. And again, I'll put all her information in the show notes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I will see you in the conversation. Okay, bye. Hello, we are back on the Angel Face Magic Hour. Today we are here with Miami-based medium, Sloan. I already fucked it up. I'm going to just start again. No, but that's good. You should just keep it going because maybe we can speak to that on the recording. Yeah, so we were just talking about, before we started, we were just talking about what Sloan wants to be called so their full name is Audrey Sloan Tate and they were just kind of going through some reflection on what they wanted to be called so if you want to share a little bit about what you decided I we'd love to hear it yeah what a spirit has a funny way of starting us off like just the way that it's needed right so um yeah I the reason why my name kind of comes up like that is because I like went through a phase of wanting to be called my first name, Audrey. And it was a beautiful experience because I really pulled on all of the, like the face of who Audrey is. Audrey is the name of my grandmother's. So um, I always grew up using Audrey at like business offices and doctor's office and the dentist. And when I wrote my book, that was the moment that was like, what name is going to be on your book? And I know what my real name is. And everyone calls me and refers to me by my middle name, Sloan. And I was going as us mediums often do, we go through different journeys. And I was just like being thrown Audrey everywhere I was going. And I really wanted to embody and feel what 
that would feel like to be called Audrey. And so I did go on that journey and I did, my author name is Audrey. And I've also found that I love connecting with people and like, it's crazy. Changing your name is like a big deal and people really want to relate to you in a certain way. And um, I did like a lot of like research on it and did some polls and a lot of people love Sloan. They really loved, they felt comfortable. That's how they identified with me. And I've done, I've done a lot of work in mindfulness and communities and everyone knows me as Sloan. So it was a beautiful experience because I got to experience the Audrey. Audrey is definitely very part of me and I've come home to Sloan and and loving being called Sloan. There's three grandmothers that are named, I'm named after. In, in your family. Yeah. So I was always, they were alive when I was born. And so I was Sloan because there were so many Audreys already. And Sloan is also a family name as well. So I, I just, I like being, I think I, I really, as I move more into making an industry that is already extremely intimidating, <laughs> um, mediumship, making that approachable to people, like I want them also to identify to me as Sloan. And I, um, and I had just like a big experience where all I just, I was like, all I want to do is for people to call me Sloan and to feel, feel that name again. Um, and so I've shifted into that, but I, I still have both. Like I'm still in the same place I was before all of this stuff happened. So um, I don't know if that clears up the confusion or if anyone else listening to this has ever had the name journey, if you named by your middle name, but like on your credit card, it's always Audrey. So <laughs> it's like my official name. Um, what does Sloan do? What does Sloan mean? Do you know? That's so interesting when you say this. Sloan means gathering of warriors. So oh, if you've ever been to England, it's the name that is um it's like sloan sloan square in england sloan circle or whatever it's called sloan square but it's spelled with the e my name's not doesn't have that but it was a place where all the warriors would gather before they would go out to battle so i love i love that and that's very much of like what my work is and my identity is it's breaking through these limiting beliefs that exist in society. Yes, that's, that feels very fitting for you. Spiritual warriors. Yes. Yeah, so I met Sloan, I don't know, a couple years ago, like just through Instagram, through Lauren, who was on the podcast last month. Um, and they're like besties, best friends, um, both in Miami. And so I just found her through Lauren and then I took her one took a class so she does a psychic or a mediumship development circle so I got to sit in that and it was a really good experience um but if you want to share a little bit about what the spiritual development circle is all about yeah sure I um the spiritual development circle is a bi-weekly or not bi-weekly it's every other week um, that we meet and we we work. It's a working circle, and we practice mediumship. 
It's really amazing. It's a six month commitment. So if you can imagine what can happen in six months, your whole life can change as sitting in the power of spirit and communicating messages and receiving messages like has a huge impact on your life. And um, within that six weeks, like you truly become confident and invincible of, of everything that the, the world comes at you with. Yeah. And I think it was really cool for me because like I've been, you know, doing readings for a while, but it was really cool to be able to practice with other people, especially around mediumship, because that was something I was just kind of like exploring a little bit and seeing how it works for me. So I felt like it was really great to get like feedback from everyone in the group and be able to like like even in this circle, I thought it was interesting because people will, someone will be doing a reading. And then for me, it was kind of like, okay, I'm picking up that information that they're also picking up. So it helped me receive like confirmation, just seeing other people work like, oh, okay. Like that makes sense. I'm getting that too. And just seeing how other people perceive things was really helpful. So I think a lot of different types of people could benefit, not necessarily like only people who want to be like working mediums yeah I mean you have your circle too I know um yeah I mean I I think that's what I get off on I love it I love when people come in the circle that feel kind of like I don't know why I signed up to this but I'm here you know not really feeling as if they are gifted and then I um and then being surprised, just absolutely being shook when they act, the information they're pulling is correct. And it's always correct. It's always correct. Like it's always correct. It's the fact that when you get information and sometimes we can be like, it's scattered. I don't feel anything. Right. And you can also recognize like, Hey, like maybe let's just check in first like was this the character of the spirit that is coming through and you can ask whoever that's coming through for you know like all of these things take personality and all these little different little baby details that you're actually not in control of (laughs) that just channeling through you whether you're trying or you're not so um it's beautiful to witness people witness their power and being like, oh, wow, I can do this, which I think is needed in the world now because like a lot of people feel as if they're crazy or feel, uh, give away their power to other people, other spiritual teachers feeling like they know the answer and the answer doesn't exist in me. And it's like, absolutely not. Like the answer exists inside of you. Like everyone is on their own journey and truly only you can give and feed that information back to yourself. And I think mediumship is such a great way to prove that, like that life does exist after life and it affects you like unseen energy. Like it affects you throughout your day and in your relationships and your spaces that we're in people And we don't have to be a victim to it. Like it can be a power if you will allow it and be willing to face it. Yeah. And I think like a lot of people 
feel doubt when they're doing like a reading from their themselves and like being in a development circle I feel like is really helpful to see like okay I'm actually getting the right answers and then it helps you like trust yourself more when you're doing work for yourself because it's so easy to have to be like in your own mind of like am am I just making all this shit up well and that's why like we're led to believe it's like all of this you know media advertisements even online there's so many launches that we get into it's we can get so entangled into all of those connections and feeling as if we need something outside of ourselves when everything we need is right in this moment and I know that mediumship like I talk so broadly about mediumship I'm definitely one of those mediums that like attaches like literally everything to mediumship because like it is like it's like such a route a journey to get there you know it's not just like showing up and being able to do a reading or even sitting in an SDC in the spiritual development circle it's really mediumship has like you're preparing and you're connected to spirits throughout your day throughout everything that you're doing and it's not about what's happening when you're in meditation it's more what's happening in the heat of the moment or when you're driving your car or like when you're in your day-to-day when you're truly living out your life it's not about seeking the messages but more living the messages living the message you know really living your message and then watching it has the omens the symbols the messages all come through that and and I think that mediumship is such a perfect way to encapsulate like is that the right word to capture all of that because you can't really grow as a medium unless you are truly understanding your own signs and messages your own connection with your intuition really understanding the relationship with yourself so you can understand what is not your energy. And just to be clear for anyone listening this, I know like there's psychic energy and then there's mediumship and mediumship is specifically speaking with people that have crossed over. So when I'm talking about someone that's crossed over, I'm talking about the afterlife, like anyone that's passed once lived here on earth that that died. And the difference between And the real difference with mediumship is like, and why I go towards that and work in that realm more is because you can get evidence for it. And when you get evidence, like clear evidence, like you know, like I did a reading, um, I did a reading, I guess it was yesterday. I did one over the weekend and um, I like picked up board games and like, you know, it instantly shot this guy person back into where like board games was like a big connection with the spirit that was coming through. Right. And so when you're able to get these like evidence that like, I would never freaking guess that this like person was into board games, like everything that I was getting from this person seemed like he was not person, but it just flew through me and, you know, connected and landed. So when you're able to get that evidence, you're, which is interesting because we're like not really here to prove. I'm like never here to prove my gifts, right? Like <laughs> ever. Like I don't 
even really care about the evidence. Like I don't even really care about the symbols and the messages. Like I more just like love the connection. I just love the act of expressing something that feels so like deep inside of me that wants to express. And I love sharing that platform with other people to learn how to express that and to not care about like the evidence and things that are getting through. But at the end, all in that sentence, like receiving the evidence also gives something tangible that we can work with and we can understand that um, it is truth, you know, it is, it's real. And, and I think it grounds it. I don't think it totally grounds a spiritual practice. Like it, it makes something tangible. Um, and I think uh, symbols and messages that are used are like little tiny time capsules that like if you're ever receiving a reading or even when you're in SEC, like you saying that you pick up things that other people are experiencing and feeling, um, even when you're not the one reading them, it's like that information's there, right? Like that flow's coming through. And so it's very omnipresent, you know, it's very loving, like messages can also come to you that like, even if they're not directly talking to you, right? Um, and what I think is cool about mediumship too is that there's like prana, there's chi, life force energy that flows through when we connect, even in psychic work, like mediumship. Um, when you really lock into that higher wisdom, that higher love, not it, it really is felt right. Like if you get like a good reading, you feel it. Like, like I, like you can feel different sense. Well, for me, I definitely feel it. I'm very physical, like I receive very physically, but I feel like it's a very strong, like a strong difference between just a regular conversation and someone giving you a message. Like you can perceive that. And you also practice Reiki, which is we is energy healing. What would, how would you describe like the difference between those energies like how they feel when you're connecting with mediumship or with reiki yeah well i was gonna say when you're in the sdc circle and someone calls on you like you someone picking up your spirit like have you ever had those feelings where you just like know it's coming to you like, you know, you're getting the message before you even get it like that. Yes. I nodded my head. I'm like, I forget. Like there's not a video. Yes. <laughs> yes. I have experienced that. It's yeah. an audio podcast. <laughs> I think those are like those feelings that <laughs> you're so funny. Even um, before, like I get on a conversation, like a call, like getting on this call, I'm like, I feel like, oh, like energy is coming through. Like I'm going to talk about something important. <laughs> Yeah, like it's like a um, just a different vibration. Yeah, like I get premonitions. Like even when if I go into a medium circle, like not as a but like if I'm stepping into a mentor circle or something, I feel the message before it's given. Or even when I go in one on ones, like the energy is so omnipresent because spirit doesn't work with the same time that we work with that it's like 
I can feel it before it's coming kind of information. Um, and also like, I literally feel it. Like I get chills down my spine. I know also when I'm like being called to speak or a spirit moves through me because like I get spirit sweats, spirit sweats. I sweat, um, which is disgusting. <laughs> yeah. I feel that I get sweaty and cold, like cold chills and things like that. Yeah. I'll get, I'll or get chills. Sweats. Um, I also will just get like really hot. Like I feel like I'm about to explode. And if I don't share it, like I'm just going to lose my mind. Um, so I'll get like those kind of things as well. But going back to the Holy Fire Reiki, I do practice Holy Fire Reiki. And, and I think my practice with it is a little bit different because I love to really, you know, I'm working with mediumship. But what's so interesting about the mediumship that I work with is that like, I don't, just work with people that are only doing mediumship. Most of my clients are like people that work in industry, like industry, like I've had uh, health and wellness people, fitness people. I have a lot of lawyers that I work with and real estate agents. And yeah, you have like business yeah like it's, it's funny it's <laughs> good it's great like I think it's a genius like for a lawyer to be practicing mediumship like that should almost be illegal it's just like yeah, so good. great idea <laughs> like it's just genius especially with real estate agents and like just seeing where they were like able to take it I'm like Jesus I mean millions and millions and millions of dollars like on the line and these people are like texting me like I had a bad feel like I had a feeling a business was deal with they're like telling me all these like crazy deals that they're doing and they're like so intuition based like one real estate agent told me that she like she felt something was off and she like called in and she figured it all out and it was all because she woke up and heard a voice in the morning her spirit guide come through and I was like wow I have chills like thinking about that and it was like literally like like seven million dollars on the line like it was insane but I love hearing those stories and that you can apply this anywhere in your life. And that like, this is the way of the new earth. And um, it is the way of the new earth. It's the way that we're, we're now creating. And, and I think that the Holy fire Reiki is such a great way to capitalize on that prana prana energy. Just for me, it's like a way to uh, funnel and target like different areas of my life, my body, my home, you know, anything physical and to use the different symbols and messages um, to really, really like elevate the, the message, the purpose, the service that I look forward to the most. And Holy Fire Reiki is interesting because it's like the opposite of mediumship where and mediumship, like I'm automatically telling you what I'm experiencing. You definitely want to be the person that's probably talking less in a reading versus in Holy Fire Reiki. We always have, as you know, they share, we share first, right? The person that's receiving shares first. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I, you know, just studying from the yoga Vendondic backgrounds, I know that it's important for us, especially coming out of meditation, which mediumship is like being in the experience with me. And then Holy Fire Reiki is more you being inwardly in your own experience and me being in that experience with you. However, like 
both are source, you know, both are guided. However, um, Holy Fire Reiki, I feel is a little bit more internal, you having your own experience and being like a spiritual activation in your body. And the, um, and I don't know where I was going with that, but you know, like that's, that's really the gist of it is that, um, all of it's like so super supportive. I just love, like, I love, I love mediumship. I love being able to access this and, and share it with other people. Yeah. I think Reiki, like, I think because for me, I process things so physically, like they have a different feeling in my body. Like if I'm practicing Reiki or like sending Reiki out with the client, it feels like, mm, like spiky almost or like a like um if you were to look at like audio waves or like waves that's what it looks or feels like to me and then the mediumship feels more like um like a constant stream where it's more solid I don't know why but (laughs) yeah that's why it feels like it feels like um they're coming from the same place but it's just like a different way to access it or something yeah I think it's just different services like mediumship is I feel also like during quarantine that I'm not really able I feel that a little capped by quarantine and all of the barriers that were put in by like being in person because working on platform in or working on a a stage and mediumship is really powerful when you have a packed room and you can pull in spirits and like really channel energy and receive information at like really high paced rates like I think that's like just so powerful and of course those situations are a lot more limited now and then the holy fire reiki is like Oh, just a healing experience. You know, when I went to Arthur Finley College, which is a medium school, there was, there was mediumship there, like platform work and all of that and one-on-one work. And then there was also trans healing and that trans healing is, you know, spiritualism. Arthur Finley College is a part of spiritualism, which is like an organization in mediumship. There's different kinds of mediumship if anyone's listening to this and that's one of the kinds and they actually come from a church so the church base they have like a church service they and then they like read yeah like the ministers are the mediums yeah exactly yeah they like yeah exactly and but a big part of it is trans healing where they use spirit to move through their body as like a vessel into the so it's very similar to reiki um although like from what i'm i've never gotten done anything in trans healing except for like receive it so i don't know if there's like symbols and things like that that's going on um but i have practiced it um but i've never like gotten certified in it but i've never taken like a program specific for it but i've definitely worked with it and it just feels like very similar I think 
but I mean, honestly, I've never experienced anything like Holy Fire Reiki. And of course, when I met Lauren, I was like, I've never met anyone like you. (laughs) And like, I don't know what she actually, fun fact, she like, when I first met her, we were, I went to a friend's mediumship, like um, reading, it was like a platform, like a reading on like a, in this meditation center. And she was sitting in the front and I was like, literally saw myself. She was like, overalls, big hair. Like that was how I was dressing back then. And she invited me in for a Holy Fire Reiki session. And it was just like, I had done Reiki before I was certified in Usai. And I went to regular Reiki circles when I first started like really waking up and having these big experiences and exploring with meditation and when I was doing meditation I was like oh my god I'm like experiencing all these things and (laughs) and so the Reiki was like a big support system in that and then when I met Lauren like years later like it was like five years later um I was just like what is this like I did had never experienced anything like that so um and you just did your Karuna training yeah, I just now did my Korean training. So there's like no other training. N- another training, next level. Which is weird. So I'm like, I love a training. Well, now you'll I just have to ask God directly for the training. Yeah. <laughs> I get your update. I upgrade myself and I can offer them trainings. Um, but yeah, Karuna was powerful. And so much has happened around that that like has really shifted and when was that like super recently right yeah that was this weekend oh okay whoa (laughs) two days ago yes yeah it's so interesting so um I'm gonna do a whole podcast about Reiki but just so people know Karuna Reiki is like a different type of Reiki and there's a bunch of different symbols associated with it and so you do these things they call ignitions and basically it's kind of like a meditation and you receive like an attunement and upgrade to your energy so that you can then use the symbols and connect with the energy, but it's super powerful, super interesting. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of the most powerful things I've ever experienced, like for sure. Just it's profound what comes up in those Reiki, Holy Fire Reiki sessions and I mean, I think anyone that like one, like, yeah, showing up to a mediumship session or whatever is like totally, it's nerve wracking. You never know what's going to come up and, and to have someone truly see you. Cause like, that's what a medium session is. It's the mother's tongue. Like there's no hiding <laughs> yeah. and, and there's no hiding and like I could tell you that I've gone into readings that like triggered the hell out of me. And, you know, you're just like, kind of have to take it, but like, it's not, it's not about taking. It's also like not taking things personal because it doesn't always have to do with you or even the way that it comes out, you know, like, and I think if you're definitely triggered about something, then like, that's something to look at, but the Holy fire Reiki just feels like, so loving and I think it's definitely really vulnerable to allow someone to give you holy fire reiki because I feel when I'm in that state you feel so connected to this like higher power and and you really get to bond without judgment or you really see everything too and 
I've just seen an amazing, amazing. I did. I love, I love Holy Fire. I think what's the difference between Holy Fire Reiki and mediumship is that like, yeah, in Holy Fire Reiki, if you do a Reiki session with me, which is not like, I only offer it to my one-on-one coach clients because it's that sacred to me, but like, I still pick up mediumship. Um, not always, but I will. And, um, my messages always come through always through the Holy Fire Reiki, but I think it's really approachable way for people to work with spirit. Like it's not like people, I think genuinely feel safer with their eyes closed and they can lay down, you know, turn off their camera and like, they don't have to do anything, you know, like no one's here to prove anything. They get to have their own feelings. There's no, like, there's no, I think there's less expectations. Like now I, and tell me what you think, because like you're in the same realm, but I think there's a lot of pressure that's been put on the name medium, like because of so much of like the entertainment industry that puts like mediums on these like pedestals that, and with the editing and, you know, kind of just make it look like something that maybe it's not, you know, and, um, and that people have these expectations with mediumship and sometimes, no, not sometimes, like, I'm just going to straight up say like, all the time if you're coming into an expectation with any like healing experience or even mediumship which is the healing experience like you're really just like set up for doomsday yeah I think a lot of people like with energy healing they might have less expectations because they're it's not as like familiar to them which I think some people that might be intimidating but I feel like there's fear around mediumship like people have projected a lot of fear or that it's like mm, yeah extravagant like over the top like ghost adventures type of shit (laughs) we're gonna be like opening these boxes to like another demonic portal or something yeah I mean that's why I use the name medium because I want to just freaking like shake it up and be like this is okay like um you know I just I think when my brother died like that was that moment where I was like I'm just gonna like call myself a medium and like claim crazy and like push through this and like and figure out like and just say like I can be myself and be out and out and be open because I am a medium like that's the way to Sorry, if you don't like it yeah like I feel like it's like the best way to like dumb down this like divine energy that like has no words like that's to me the best description that I can give mankind for the kind of experiences that I've been experiencing since I was a child and And I think that there's a lot of mediums out in the world and they're like terrified of it. Like, I honestly think that mediumship is kind of like the next like revolution. Like, honestly, I think that mediums a lot of times are, I mean, I come from the South. So a lot of my perspectives and things I've had to break through were my own um, objections to this and like you know I said medium and I'm like I'm gonna claim this like I was like claiming crazy right but like 
I was literally deciding on going on this journey of clearing all my, all my like um, derogatory beliefs towards mediumship and this work, because I had been raised that this was like not good. And it was like the devil's work. Like I literally thought I was joining like a devil's cult when I went to my first Reiki circle. Like I was like for sure, like, but I don't know. There's like I was like, but I know I do know for sure that there's a pull so strong that I need to sit in this circle. And I remember being like, I need to sit in circle. The devil's call. <laughs> yeah, like that was like total devil's work and was like not okay. And you know, and was everything against like what I was trying to be and then I was like just surrendered to it and um you know it's just how life works I guess <laughs> and there's mediumship like in your family like I know your mother um practices like or has a gift um can, could you talk about that like they know it's real but they don't accept it or yeah my mom just like more about the people around yeah my mom accepts it she's practicing she takes on clients she's pretty much my like uh my inspiration she's come in the sdc circle she's taught in the spiritual development circle before um she was the first one to like open up she like i don't always like telling her story but i will say that she she did go through a divorce and we, we all went through like a really big tragedy in my family. And my mom, uh, like all of a sudden started like collecting stones and like, you know, I think she went to a medium and like started like just practicing it. She always was really spiritual in the church, like, um, and always really connected to nature. And we always talked about my dreams and stuff going on, but like, I don't think we really knew what a medium was growing up, especially in Tennessee. You know, like the language for that. Yeah. Like, but we definitely were practicing it for sure. Like we, especially growing up on a huge farm, like the farm was big. We had, we had a horse farm and there was a lot of like death growing up. And there was a lot of conversation about where did the horses go when they die? And, you know, um, the, the dogs that died, you know, just like a big farm and a lot of beings on that farm. And you really get to see that cycle of life. Um, and so, you know, there was a lot of that growing up and we faced that as a child. And so there was conversations about it, like, and dreams and, um, things like that. And then same with my dad, he's in the military. And so he, I I like always grew up him telling me ghost stories. And actually when my parents got together, they were not together for very long. I totally believe like, I'm just one of those souls that pulled them together. And when they were with together, like they don't have much in common, but one thing they do have in common is their spirituality. So they would like often talk about spirits and ghosts and stuff like that. It was like something they always took in common and my dad always saw spirit he's 
like seeing spirits all his life. Like he loves ghost stories. He was, after he retired from the military, he was a police officer. And so he knew every haunted building in the town, you know, like would take us in it. He always <laughs> loved old buildings. Like, um, oh, I mean, like, I remember me and my sisters going to like more like civil war, like ex- battlefields and things like that. And like buildings that were like in our town and just like standing in them. And he's always lived in like old buildings. Like, I mean, like hundred years old, like he just loves that stuff. All the big signs of being um, intuitive. And I think that like me actually claiming it and owning it is a little bit different than the way that they live their lives just because they, you know, it's like the torch is passing. Um, I definitely work with a lot of clients and, and I think that's a powerful point in any of my like one-on-one coaching or in my programs is like actually realizing that, um, being spiritual is really hereditary and you can see it down your family line pretty clearly if you know where to look and that, you know, a lot of people like, you know, be conscious of your family. Like if someone's struggling with addiction and severe anxiety, mental illness, like any of those kind of things, like those are just spiritual communications that are like not being communicated in some way. And I strongly believe that I'm not a doctor, (laughs) Um, just like my own personal experience with it. Like, I really feel that like, you know, I mean, I feel that like I have a close relative that's the same age as me who's grown up with me and has been like diagnosed with a slew of stuff. And, um, and I'm medium, you know, literally been like, I have a family member that's like same age as me, very parallel lives, was diagnosed with like schizophrenia, but in and out of like rehab centers. And like, I'm like, I look at them and I'm like, you're literally a reflection of me. Like, you know, um, and I also feel that I use it to my advantage, if that makes sense. Like I still hear voices. I've talked to people like I communicate, um, and live in my little world and I, I, you know, use it to catapult me forward. I don't have any fear around it. I just like, I use it. Like I, I know it's a power and I know that I'm in control of it. And, and I think that that's really the big difference from these things. And I also think that there's like communities of people that keep people sick as well. Like, that are like, oh, this person's an addict, you know, like, and we hold them small because of the actions maybe they've taken in the past. And that can be really hard to overcome. Um, But there's a lot of variables that keep up with that because I know for me personally, like having this gifts and ability, like I've definitely been diagnosed with a lot of disorders. And I mean, I've been almost like 15 years off of Western medicine completely. Um, Not that I'm like, like for or against it. I think you've got to like your decision. I feel the same way. Um, but I was definitely on like antidepressants, mood stabilizers, like a lot of things like that, that I just was like, there was no end in sight. Like literally the like doctors were like, yeah, like, you're just going to like live like this forever. Like you can't, 
you know, be off of, like, I remember telling a doctor, telling my mom that like, I could never live off of Adderall. (laughs) I'm just going to live on Adderall for the rest of my life. Like I think teeth are going to fall out. (laughs) Like this is like a hard drug. Um, and like becoming addicted to it, you know, and like, and for me, when my great grandmother passed, that was like my first like really big death. I was like, there's no way that I'm going to continue like medicating myself just to function. Like it just became this point where I didn't even know who I was. And, and I was trying to numb out mediumship, but like every time I took medicine, I got such extreme anxiety and I was still hearing voices. Like I never stopped like hearing voices and connecting to all these different energies. It was like, I was like ignoring it, pretending like it wasn't there, but just like taking it all in and like not really being conscious or responsible with this ability, you know, like it was more that I was just feeding myself Adderall to just keep myself pounding the pavement. And, you know, I'm a projector in human design, just like you are. And that's like the most toxic thing you can ever do as a projector. Cause we're like the, where, you know, if you have, if you're listening, you've been studied human design, like I definitely suggest you look it up because if you're a projector, like that to me is like, we need to rest. (laughs) I was like, holy shit. Like all this time, it makes fucking sense. Like, you know, um, but like a projector doesn't have consistent energy and it's really important for us. Oh, I just it's better for her. Um, <laughs> but it's important for us to like be aware of our, our like energy levels and ride the cycles that we're in and not ignore them and pound them out with Adderall, you know, um, which I've been do- doing by prescribed by doctors. So like getting back to that, like family element, you know, there's a lot that can be hidden by these gifts, but also I think that more than all of that, like medication and stuff that was going on, I definitely think, by the way, like I felt the most relative to like Harry Potter. Like, I think that's how it was great. Like me growing up, like I was a very powerful child. Like I had a lot of energy, you know, like I was strong, piercing, like so I'm not just like saying that, like, you know, I was like this angel and like people like corrupted me. Like I was a wild child. Well, it's I- like learning how to have a framework for the, all the information that's coming in. Like when you're a kid, like, it's like, you don't understand what all these things mean. And then just where we live, it's like, America is like, oh, you don't understand what's going on with you. Well, we put you into some kind of category and give you something to help you yeah. like be normal like everyone else but I think it takes a while to have some kind of like way to understand what's coming in like the circle that you do and and like anyone who has a chance to work like a mentor or someone I think it's so valuable because it helps you like understand things that maybe you thought were dysfunctional or like not normal but they really are like yeah superpowers things that you could shift and change and use rather than like be fearful of yeah for sure I mean the whole like you're giving your power away when you're fearful of it like you're fearing dark energy like like you don't the dark energy that you fear come on um but I also think that there's this element of like especially being a child and I'm sure you can relate to this it's like 
me owning the things that once like I thought was a curse like I hated about myself like I knew I heard voices I knew I talked to myself like I had been to doctors my mom had like seen me like got me evaluated like I was well equipped that like I was different like I felt it I really felt like I was different and when I actually started to own it and stopped letting people tame me, you know, like pretend like they were taming me. And I'm just like, no, you can't tame me. Like I'm wild and that's who I am. And I'm going to accept and really be authentic to who I am. And that includes these spiritual gifts. And I'm also passionate about it. I'm going to like talk about it with people. It really started to trigger. I noticed that I trigger people and like I can walk in a room and still now like I can walk in a room and someone may not feel comfortable. Like it's not that they don't feel comfortable. It's like, whoa, like who is this girl? Well, who's this woman? I, I get this a lot even on my social media. Like, you know, like I just say what I want to say. It's like my fun platform to like also just rage a little, you know? And um, people get triggered by it. And, and I think, and I, I know you, we have the same, like you get a lot of the weird, weird messages. Like Christian, I do on Instagram. The Christian haters. It's really interesting. Like anytime, cause most of the time my posts will stay like pretty much to the people who follow me. I think, cause they think I'm like crazy or something. So I don't, push me out that's a whole nother story but when it gets to like a point where like people are seeing it who aren't just people who already follow me it's like I get so many comments from either like men who are like what's this liberal doing again or like um (laughs) Christian people who are like please repent like Jesus loves you I'm like I connect to Jesus all the time we're friends (laughs) like I know he loves me it's it's just a very interesting thing that like oh yeah once a certain amount of people will see it you get you it's inevitable there are people on the internet who will not like it I mean you know what like I lost a lot of friends being a medium like I really did I there was people that didn't like what I was doing didn't understand it some people I just didn't feel comfortable telling what I did and I was like you know um so I'm like I just think that all of the big game changers in the world and big influences that really shift society were absolutely hated. They were bombed. They were like, I mean, Jesus himself. Yeah. Like (laughs) Jesus freaking self, like everyone loves Jesus now, but like, trust me, if you live back then, you probably would have like hated him, you know, like, so I think I've always been super aware of that. I think I definitely had a connection with Jesus in an altar life, especially being in conservative upbringing and the Baptist churches and like looking at people and they're like full Lily Pulitzer outfits. And I was like, yeah, if Jesus walked in here with like a leopard right now, you would like die. Like you would scream and like literally, like I remember just hearing Bible verses and looking around at all the like white people stuffed in under a temple you know and I'm like uh like something feels off because like how can we be like I'm like I would get like upset about it as a child like why are these teachings like 
like first off like no one in the bible was like white no it's like (laughs) the middle east (laughs) yeah and like the one the one area of the world that like people in the south like hate more than anything like middle eastern like it just like it was such like a contrast and like none of it made sense to me at all but also if you like study through the 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 study of Jesus through the South, they actually used it as like a reinforcement of slavery that makes um, sense. and like a belief system. And there's a really good book by Robert Long. It's like uh, white for too long. It's a book. It's really good. And it really breaks down like in a very, very like, mm. um, like thesis, uh, like really good. It breaks down those associations and how that we have been manip- manipulated by religion to believe in and like social order and I'm and that's that. happened in like so many generations that's why we like you know religion can be a little bit iffy for some people I'm not like I'm not like here for whatever gets me lit you know <laughs> but um and sometimes that can probably be a church service but I definitely you know it's well, those messages are really, really, really funny and interesting. And like, I, I think it's, I think it's interesting because I do, I feel the most connected to Jesus that I've ever felt in my entire life. Like I feel as if I've had many, many experiences that totally explain and complete the scriptures that I've read about Jesus um, growing up and the character of who he is like I feel as if I feel totally complete on really witnessing experiencing him being able to like lean on him and to really utilize his his power to such great heights more than I did being in a church um and and I feel yeah. as if I understand a lot of Christ consciousness. I also studied a lot of the, like the Gnostic texts and also the book of Mary. I can definitely get down on some feminist theology. Like I can eat that alive. Um, but you know, there's so many different variations and I think you like can't just like hate on religion, but like it definitely has been used for many, many centuries, eras and like for control of our minds and I think that's where we've got to like be more sensitive but like it is really interesting that so many people like are like terrified of mediumship and you actually wrote this and I thought it was like it's just like so simple you're like I don't know if like teaching people how to think for themselves is like the devil's work then like (laughs) it doesn't make sense like people literally get mad when I post like a breathing exercise I'm like this is so stupid because it's somehow connected to evil like because you're not part of the church like someone could be saying the exact same thing as me if they're wearing like a nice suit and they're wearing a cross like people love that but not yeah not from someone who sleeps in aliens I guess well you know it's interesting I saw this like article like there's this they're not tele. What is it? The the Mark- televangelists. Televangelists, yeah. Like the team of televangelists, like really spoke up against astral travel, and um, really created this like fear of like reaching the third heaven. Even though it's like in the Bible about like you know the third heaven where Jesus lives, and 
And I was like, well, damn, I'm actual traveling to the 12th heaven, you know, <laughs> like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, I feel really good here. And I like, don't know. And I like, feel like it's like, I have like so much more zest to my life from being accessing these, but there's definitely this big fear of actual travel. Like, um, any of that stuff is definitely not God's works in their eyes. So I don't know. I mean, I've had people that I know, have you ever had someone that, you know, try to save you? no but I don't have a lot of religious friends but I have had people like one time I was at uh, where was it it was it was in Portland like a, a bookstore there um and I was like look they have a big spirituality section so I was looking at like books about like angel numbers and stuff and this like young girl was like shaking and she came up to me and like asked to pray for me and like I was like oh sure <laughs> and she prayed over me and she was like I she was like do you really believe in this stuff I was like oh yeah like I you know I love to connect I wasn't like oh I'm a medium but I was like oh yeah I like love that love to connect and she like was shaking it was really <laughs> funny to me. but I haven't um I haven't had anyone I know I feel like a lot of people growing up I didn't know as much people who were go to church all the time just people yeah. who go like on like family like holidays or like communion or whatever yeah a lot of catholics in where i grew up yeah i just think like the people that reach out to me like are not well yeah i'm concerned (laughs) i don't know i just like i'm like why are you so worried about like someone you don't like especially that girl it's like you don't even know me why are you so concerned and you have like but i think it's interesting because it's like no one the polls like never have like public pages like they're always private they have like no like a less than 100 followers like and I'm like you know it's so easy to hate people that are like out here being vulnerable sharing content being of service like really like being authentic with myself it's like so easy and I see myself doing it too like I'm gonna turn that around too and when it's like so great it's so easy to critique someone's reels and stuff you know but like when you're actually doing it like I keep my mouth shut because like I know how much work goes into that you know like and like I just think it's so easy to project on people that are actually doing it now like I understand like the cycle of a hater because they're stagnant energy and then like wanting to do something that a lot of it's like jealousy almost I don't know about the Christian haters but I feel like a lot of people have like jealousy and not even like oh that you're doing something want to do but like that you feel okay like talking and like sharing and they're like too scared to do that well I think that goes back to like me walking into a room and like triggering people naturally it's like how can she be so free like, how can she be so free? I mean, like, even like dating, it's like, oh my God, like people will ask me like, you know, it's like, how can you think like that? Or like, they believe that like what I get a lot of notion of, like when I really have conversation with people that have like disagreements with the way that like I function or the way they, they project onto my life is that they feel as if like, I'm just like this privileged woman that just thinks positively through life. <laughs> and I'm like, honey, I'd be crying. I'd be crying a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a lot of work to like, feel good. You know, <laughs> it takes a lot of work. 
like oh. yeah. yeah I mean I like, know like I know on the internet it's like it's almost as if people want to see they want to see more of like people doing bad or like tragedy or like sadness like that is what gets the clicks so that's what gets pushed out and then people like that yeah that brings them more peace than like seeing someone like happy I'm like I don't know what's wrong with you but well it's something that's one of my friends actually she's like creating this big movement too and she said if you want to get like the secret to getting like big followings is to tag your haters so I tried it and it worked <laughs> like the haters are so much more vocal than your yeah lover. you get like way more yeah like TikTok um it's so much of people like seeing someone's video and then like reposting it and like critiquing it and being like well this person's wrong blah 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 and you get like so many more views on that than like your original opinions yeah I'm like it's hard for me it's a little much for me like like literally like me drinking my coffee in the morning and getting a message in that like look at this schizo who thinks she's like yeah, I get a lot of mental illness comments. Yeah, like I'm like, I'm like what of it? Like easy. I'm like, just gonna like drink my coffee first. Like, good God. Like, this is too much. It's like a lot of energy for me. Like, I can't. And I'm like, I always think that it doesn't bother me. But then, like, after a while, I like recognize that, like, I've already like dropped into like kind of like a low frequency, just like being in that energy. But I think that's been a little bit of my own choice through this experience is that like I really felt like I needed to like fight my way into mediumship and like I needed to like and I think that's something I've really let go and I really just like don't and I don't receive that anymore but that was like for a while like when especially when when reels definitely bring that up because like so many people watch a reel and I just like and so many people were really like literally raised like what we're doing is like bad work. And so they like, like want to call it out. And like, I totally relate. I understand. I like, I, I like have compassion. And I think that like, um, and I get it. Like I get where they're coming from. And also like, it also just like makes me aware of like the state of the world they're, we're in like there's people that like literally just like have no life and are just like writing hate messages every day and I just feel like that's like you probably, probably like, like a 15 year old kid too which yeah, is know, the saddest like, part to me yeah but like imagine like the culture that the, the social media is like actually yeah. creating is like that human is somewhere like probably pretty miserable in their life to like like, I think we just, we speak, we write, we, we reflect like what we are battling inside of us, what we are feeling inside of us. So when you write those things down, like all I know is it's like, I do feel as if there's like some kind of like, you know, like recognition of themselves coming through. So definitely like, you know, it's, I don't think it's about me. It's like their own karma coming in and I'm like, okay, great. Like, you know, like I feel for you also, like, I know from now, like, this is my truth and I'm going to like, let this light shine no matter what, like you can't put it me under a bush. No, like I'm going to shine. Right. Like that's how I feel. Like it's just right now, like 
this is my mission. This is what I'm here on earth to do. And, and I also get that like the, what we believe grace is like very forward thinking. Like we are definitely the people that are before our time. And like, and I know that like, especially being with like all the millennials on Instagram, like sometimes they can't feel that. But when we really step out in the world, we're like a very low percentage of like a big movement that is coming. And like, I just don't think there's another option, but to really like start to think of like your own social impact and your, your like service in the world. Yeah. And I think like, there's been such a big, like boom of people like getting into spirituality. Like I feel like since last year, just because so many people had like time on their hands to like actually think about like consciousness and like, what is life? And I think it's really important to be like a safe place for people to talk about that stuff because there's so much yeah fear or doubt or like shame around like something that is natural yeah for sure I I do I do think that it's it's we're blessed to know this like this knowledge that we are the power we we control the the, our universe you know we're like we we have um I don't wouldn't say that like I wouldn't I don't know if I always have like I always battle with the question of like do I really have say in what happens in my life you know I think like our desires are kind of like already planted there and that we're building towards this like journey and that's all interwebbed into this like major like soul destination that like is leading I us think it's a both kind of situation yeah like we have both yeah and fate yeah well I definitely know that the more I drop into this energy the more attractive I am to people the more attractive I am to my goals and more attractive to everything that I want like I think you know it is kind of magic because like for me I practice mediumship and everything shows up like bills are paid like I got everything I need you know the relationships come in like I I just feel that I'm so complete and and therefore I am and um you know it's definitely not positive thinking it's like years and years of trauma baby no it's like rewriting it's not like yeah I think a lot of people think like if you feel good like there's that maybe you're like pushing away other emotions but I feel like to get to that point where you can feel good you have to like go through the emotions yeah and I think a lot of people don't see that part they don't see the part where you're like working ass your ass off to get to the place where you are yeah exactly I mean but I think that like you know there's um if we lie to ourselves when we're really not feeling good. And that's the bypassing. That's the positive vibe only. Like that's the toxic, like coaching culture that is like not really accurate. You know, like time is always changing and, and we like, we are changing with that. And like, doesn't mean that I'm always going to be a medium, you know, like, and that's okay. Like we put, so you'll always be a medium. Doesn't mean that you won't will always be a working medium right like I don't know what tomorrow brings like my identity shifts with all of these things and I think the the struggle is like being 
attached to like being one thing and and like that can bring a lot of misery in your life and especially like you know but you know mediumship is also like learning to with your ancestors and I think it's a lot of like not being scared of death because like we are we typically like have a lot of fears around death and that we don't face and that you know we're constantly wanting to be connected to God and life and we are these like decrepitating bodies like we are dying every day our cells are dying and like and but death is also life and that there actually is no death like there is and that's why I say like there's not really isn't like shadow there isn't dark energy there's just life there's just God like that's all there is and then there's the lack of God like and and that just because the light's not shining on it and we can't see it clearly it's not and we can understand it the more that we understand it the less there is those shadows or dark energy around it you know so I think that um it's definitely not positive energy it's absolutely like focusing on who you are it's more about authenticity than it is positive energy and it's absolutely being so hyper vigilant about like what state of being that you're going into like before you start taking action because like I also don't just people also think I just like sit around and like and I do I am a projector so like I like delegate I built an amazing team um shout out to all of them and you know but I also like I work through my stuff, but I focus very much on like the intention, the way that I'm showing up to something before I start focusing on the, the like technicality of things and the logistics, because like, I just really believe if the, like my state of being, if my connection with my ancestors with that whole connections off, then like everything else is going to be off. It's going to be shit, you know, like I'll have to review it. So that's just how I've, I've, come to really use mediumship in my own life yeah I I agree with that I think it's really important like it's almost like in order for you to be a successful medium I think you really have to do all this exploring and like deep healing for yourself like and I think that's the part yeah that people don't see and they don't understand like that yeah like the healing of yourself is like part of the job you don't get paid to do that but that is like the essential part like you have to keep exploring yourself and keep exploring the way that you can like view things the way that you process things I think like anything that inspires you like really helps you do a better job I mean yeah like I always tell my clients and students, this is that like a healer, which a medium is very much a healer is really just healing themselves. It's pretty cool that you, we get to do work for ourselves while working for someone else. <laughs> very convenient. Yeah. I love it. So. Yes. Well, thank you so much for talking with me. Um, I did want to, there was one thing I wanted to ask you. So you guys should read Sloan's book. Oh, we can't, you 
guys can't see it, but I am holding it. <laughs> I love that you have it. Yes. Yeah, so it's called the guide to afterlife communication. I was, I bought this like when you did your pre-order and then I thought it was really cool. Cause I was like, you know, looking on Amazon and it was like a sponsored ad for me. I was like, Oh, they know I would like it. <laughs> so, but yeah, this is a really cool, um, that you got to create this book and launch it and all these people can read it and people that might not necessarily get to do a reading, they can still like connect with you and receive information from you. But now that you've written a book, what is the next big thing that you want to do for your career? What's your big dream? My biggest dream right now is to really make this work accessible. Like, you know, I am only one person, so I'm getting to that place where I'm tired. Like I'm ready to, um, just get like put out some trainings and things and the way that, you know, just even talking about some of the things we talked about today, there's so many different tools and accessibilities that we can access mediumship in. And I'm working right now behind the scenes on creating platforms through that. So um, my biggest goals are still in work. I'm, I'm really grateful. The book was like definitely a big milestone for me and there's like some really, really good stuff to come. I'm like, not, you don't want to tell us everything. It's a big deal, but it's like, um, that's, that's really, I'm really, really, really honestly just looking forward to more like in-person connections and mediumship, like all my, um, sessions, everything's done online. Um, so I'm looking to start doing some more like traveling and like being in group environments. Um, that that's what I, I'm really my soul's craving. Um, but I also have some like other stuff up my sleeve. Have you ever been like to like the spiritualist Lilydale place? I really want to go. Um, no, like, I, I think it's in I New have, York. Yeah, it's in New York. I've studied with some mediums from there in Lilydale and. Um, uh, like Joseph Scheel is like a big Lilydale medium and I've worked with him and I want to go my mom's going like I think mm-hmm. she's gonna go this year I've also been to the spiritual community in Florida which is the oh I've seen that yeah the I've been there that was cool um, is that close to Miami or no it's like, probably it three or four hours side? it's three or oh, four hours four. yeah Casadega so interesting yeah. Well, I think that will be really cool. And like, I think there's so much we can do through the internet, but there's, n- it's not the same as being able to see people in person and yeah. like really have it, like a separation, like, oh, I'm going to go do this thing for a few hours, not on, not on technology. And I feel like it gives us so much of a, like a breath between all the technology we're on all the time definitely yes so yeah so um thank you so much you guys can check out sloan on instagram and check out her website i'll post it in the show notes 
So you can check her out. And yeah, she does readings. You do human design readings. The human design is like more that I use for one-on-one coaching. Okay, Um, you're not doing the one-off readings. Yeah, but you can do a one-off with me. I have like an intro intensive where you don't have to sign up for like full eight weeks of coaching. You can just like join in for one really intensive call where you get like a ton of information about yourself. I use human, human design is like your blueprint. It's similar to astrology, but uses other different like, um, backgrounds that like really pull in your, like literally like a blueprint of the way that you're designed. And the way that I use it is like to support you and to showing how you channel information, because when you channel, not everybody channels the same so to like break down and really discover like how spirits are actually working with you. So you can move forward as like a total superpower. Yes. And then you do the circle. Are you guys enrolled right now? You're in mid circle. Yeah. The next enrollment for the SCC is in January or we'll start enrolling in December. So um, if there is a wait list. So if anyone's interested, they can get on that. Oh yeah. Yeah. I I encourage you guys to get her book and check out all her places and stuff. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today and we will see you guys later. All right. Hey y'all it's me again. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. I had so much fun talking with Sloan and yeah, just doing my little typical listen back edit put stuff together thing for the podcast and listening back I really just wanted to share this brief story that um, connected with what we were talking about today so Sloan mentioned the idea of like the name the the title medium bringing up a lot of different feelings for different people maybe someone thinks you're crazy maybe someone thinks you're evil Maybe someone thinks you need help. Maybe someone thinks um, you're getting possessed by demons when you do this. There's so many stories that are put upon that title. And so for me, it's been a similar um, trajectory to claiming this title that I have been gifted as a child and now I'm finally feeling safe to explore it in the last couple years and taking on that title and I just wanted to talk a little bit about one of my tattoos (laughs) so I have this tattoo on my arm uh, on my right arm and it's in like old English font and it says stay crazy and I get a lot of comments on it and people are like haha that's so funny But for me, it was a pretty serious tattoo. I definitely got it at a point in time where I was going through a lot emotionally, just abusing drugs and not taking good care of myself. And this was really before I stepped into my spiritual path. And I got this tattoo because I used to... Briefly, I was dating this person and they were definitely not the best. They definitely like viewed anything that I did as crazy or wild or evil. And this was before I got Reiki attuned. This was before I started doing readings for people 
But at the time, I was really into tarot cards, really into crystals, and just starting to embrace some of my gifts of mediumship and really starting to see how some of the things that I viewed as crazy or as mental illness was maybe maybe for me was more um, communicating with the spirit realm and receiving information and all my different psychic abilities and gifts like I was really starting to see how things that I thought were negative were actually really positive if I framed them better like this empath feeling of like I can feel every single person's heart beating in this room right now that used to give me so much anxiety physical pain I was sick all the time throwing up all the time And recently I've been going through another wave of that awakening where I've been kind of feeling a lot of pain and I'm realizing, okay, this is just me stepping into another level and I really need to reframe the abilities I have like um, as, yeah, I'm a medium, I'm able to step between the worlds and I'm able to receive information and The more that I dive into my ability to understand the information I receive, the more that I'm not experiencing the trauma of receiving that information and the pain that comes with it. And I'm able to receive it in a different way. But I got that tattoo after I broke up with this guy because I just really wanted, like he would always call me crazy, and I just really wanted to like reclaim that title. I definitely also had my family and people in my life be like, you're so crazy. And, you know, um, I have a lot of mental illness in my family history, and that word can definitely be weaponized and for me I wanted to take it take that word back and claim that word yeah I'm fucking crazy and if you think being a medium is crazy then (laughs) so be it um and yeah so that that title of claim like what Sloan said claiming crazy I really resonated with that and I just wanted to share that little story with anyone who feels like they're not safe to explore themselves and this goes back to the episode I had with Emma talking about like in relationships being able to be safe to explore yourself being able to have someone who supports you and that person was not someone who supported me in that way um and they definitely didn't believe in what I did or um definitely didn't would not be happy to know what I'm doing now but that's why I don't talk to them and um that's why I have like moved on and and kind of like changed the way that I live my life so I don't have to have people who don't support me as part of my life so obviously it's not just like cutting ties with everyone but when you have someone who doesn't treat you well it's borderline um like aggressive with it it's just not um it's not worth your time so if you don't feel safe in your relationship this is a reminder to figure out a way to step away and there is someone out there that can treat you the way that you deserve to be treated and someone who can explore your gifts with you and yeah I think um I'm sure Sloan and everyone else who's a professional psychic or a professional medium 
can relate that it's really hard to find a relationship or a partner um, for people can who can like understand the depth of what it takes to do what we do and the dedication and um, someone who believes that you can really take care of yourself and I think I think a lot of people when you do this work or any kind of creative job a lot of people put this idea of like oh they're not going to be able to be successful and let me tell you that's not true and Sloan and Lauren are definitely great examples of how fucking successful you can be and all the people that sat in Sloan's circle you can be successful being a psychic, being a medium, being an artist. It's just all about taking risks sometimes. And a lot of people think that's crazy. Risks are crazy. So we're claiming our crazy. We're staying crazy. And we're fucking keeping it pushing and making mediums like making mediums a thing that people just think of the same as oh, I'm going to see a therapist I'm going to see a medium like therapy was and still is in a lot of communities for a lot of people but was definitely something that was demonized and something that a lot of people wouldn't view as um a good thing to do or helpful or useful at all and therapy is definitely a huge part of um, healing people's healing journeys. And I want mediumship and I want energy healing to be that same, same way. Like you get your, you have your, you have your doctor, you have your medium, you have your astrologer, you got your therapist, you got your life coach, like you got all your people to help you because to be able to like move like uh, fluidly through this world we need help and whoever can make you feel safe and seen and help you trust yourself again that's the person you need to see and maybe that person is a medium so thank you I just wanted to share that little thought and I will see you guys next week love you bye